You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening, listeners. In the studio today, we have Soy, and we are joined by comedian Janan Yunus. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me back. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how we communicate, and more specifically, turns of phrase, choice of words, and emojis. But first of all, as ever, celebrations and frustrations. Soyla, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'm going to kick off with frustration that turned into a celebration. And that was, um, I had my first tyre problem on Monday. Um, so I recently become a car owner. And um, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. What car? Um, it's a Toyota Igo. I approve. Yeah, I approve. little small engine, low tax, low CO2. And you won't. You don't need to park it anywhere, you just stop it. Just stop it you and people can it. drive That's around fine. me. Um, but, car um, chats, everything you wish <laughs> for. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that person who is now like, oh, I'm a car. Um, so I'm trying not to be that person, but... Um, Yes, I, I, that, it, that is my life right now. And so had a um, kind of slow puncture. So, uh, and I didn't even notice it. I think I was, uh, I felt bad about that. It was my dad who was like, that tyre is not as uh, voluminous. Yes, <laughs> as it should be. And I was like, is it not? Um, and he was like, no, that looks like it has a puncture. So went and got it sorted out. Um, but it involved driving somewhere, which I've never driven before. I wasn't sure about it. Um, but successfully got the tire um plugged um my dad also taught me that if very you, technical term yeah if if it's like a nail and so the um the kind of hole or the puncture is round it can be fixed but if it's like a a slash like a i don't know a straight line or something like that that can't be fixed and you need a new tire but i didn't need a new tire so that's the good thing that's the celebration yeah yeah i have two one of them is i'm going to plug the fact that my band I'm a drummer. We have our first EP launch. We're called Iron Brunette. Please come. It's free. How are you spelling that? Oh, like Iron Brew and also the hair Like Iron Brew. Well done, Sola. I I thought you were Scottish. The the Scottish accent. (laughs) Thanks. Um, And I also bought some tiny radio mics for work and they're my new favourite thing. They're like the size of half of my thumb. Oh, wow. They can transmit a signal, which I just think is so magical. So technology, that's whatever keeps you going. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> been the joy of, of my week. Uh, Janan, celebration Ooh. or frustration? Okay, so frustration is my left eyelid right now. Um, uh, I had to explain before the show that if I look like I'm winking at anyone, I'm not. I'm mm. not hitting on you. I've just managed to develop three eyelid cysts in the space of a week. So my body is rebelling. shutting down, yeah. rebelling, all those late night gigs, <laughs> all those takeaway meals. Uh, I'm sure that they're, they were lifting you right up, the, the takeaway meals. Ugh. So you're a comedian, as we've said before, um, and you actually came on the show, I think it was about six months ago. Mm-hmm. How do you feel the circuit has changed or changed you in the interim? Uh, quite a bit. Um, I have to say I was trying to stick by all the comedy industry rule, rule books when I first came on. And now I've kind of chucked the rule book out the window. I'm sort of doing my own thing a little bit. What's good for you. It, precisely. Yeah. And I think part of that was uh, a little experiment that I did. I don't know if we've you want to bring that in yeah now? no I, I yeah i follow you on twitter your, what's your handle what can drop <laughs> janan eunice uh janan underscore eunice i can't even get my twitter handle correct <laughs> and i'll probably have to spell that uh yeah. j-e-n-a-n underscore y-o-u-n-i-s 
I was shocked basically when you said these stats. <laughs> so go, go ahead. Well, I basically, when I was requesting comedy gigs for about the space of a year, used two different names. So I used my real name versus an anglicized name, which was Janine Young. But I'd send out the same comedy CV uh, and clips to promoters. And about 81% of people got back to me with a gig offer when I used my anglicized name versus only 12% of uh, comedy promoters who got back to me when I used my real name. And the content of that CV was completely identical. And the nerd that I am, I did a stats test on it. So it was... It but, was but the actual data, because yeah. I was thinking like you did it 10, 20 times, no. No, it was hundreds like, of times. It was just under three, probably just under 300. So, so it was a hefty number. And um, I know the Guardian picked up on this and managed to publish it in a in a title. They they used my quote as a title, but then didn't even put my picture by my quote. They put Nish Kumar's, which was just kind of rubbing salt into the wound, mm -hmm. I think. But um, I have to say, I was I was pretty shocked at the outcome. And uh, I think I I don't know why I always pictured the sort of the creative comedy industries to be just generally a bit more left wing and a bit more accepting Aware, I guess I think yeah. and actually that's kind of just turned all my my assumptions probably upside down but you also said because uh, I read the Guardian article and mm -hmm. I was like I recognize that statistic <laughs> and I was like oh did Nish Kumar do this too um but uh, but then I read it and it was yours and I was like ah oh, this was on very loose women first as ever yes um well, sorry, just taking claim for your work. Oh, you have to, you <laughs> have to. Down below, there were some comments. Which were really interesting. A lot, a few of them were along the lines of, oh, this is clearly a publicity stunt. Oh, um, I don't believe this. Um, oh, I, 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 need, I, I need more details as to the stats test that she ran. I don't know where that came from. Um, but I think it's there were it, the theme of a lot of the comments was just general disbelief. Disbelief and also undermining, like like un undermining yeah, that it would be true yeah. or that that could happen. Yeah, I mean, or that you're capable of running these tests. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not capable of sending out an email. I mean, it, I, I did need considerable help. Clearly, like how did this topic come about? How did how did the the, the idea that there are phrases and words that you don't like, how yeah. did that uh, happen? I think a little bit of it was experimenting with material on stage and realising that if things didn't quite go as well as I'd planned or didn't uh, quite get the response from an audience that I wanted, it's it's usually because the words I'm not using are not clear enough or specific enough. And I think that process has got me much more pedantic about how I say things and how I try and get a point of view across and that's just kind of spiraled out of control in terms of everyday terms mm -hmm. and ways I refer to myself as well so I blame the comedy <laughs> so, so what what happened um I think it was probably about six months ago I was at night and I was introduced on stage as a comedian of color which is a term that I'd never really come across before I mean why not just introduce me as a comedian first of all but then I realized after that that the term person of color is just everywhere you can't refer to someone or yourself as ethnic foreign exotic it was just it just seemed to be the on-trend term for anyone that wasn't white mm -hmm. and um 
I really dis I've decided I really dislike it. So it, it came out of just of an introduction on stage. Yeah. So the idea that it's a sort of catch all term is yeah. what bothers you, that it could be that just it could be any word, but the idea that it's catch all is the thing that bothers no, you. No, absolutely. I think it's I think it's a really lazy term because you're essentially saying that all white people are are white and everybody else falls under this umbrella regardless of their differences and I think uh, I think it's just a little bit lazy and I think it's easy as well if you are someone who is not of a Caucasian background to hide behind behind that term and try and present yourself in a more acceptable and digestible way you think but it's too made for white people yes that that's precisely like one of the yeah issues. I can see you scratching under your nose. <laughs> I, I, I think um, I think the only it's the last part um, that I might disagree with a little bit, and that's only because it, it's maybe because I do use the term, and I think that's maybe because of my heritage and my background. Um, I would say I was mixed race, but um, I think that my connections um, to kind of my non-white heritage have been mm -hmm. lost through kind of personal family circumstances and um i've and i've written about this before like i feel a disconnect from that and i think sometimes um i feel like i can't say or oh, you know i'm um you know uh, i find it hard to identify specifically i think um with a certain kind of racial or ethnic background and so i just use it because i find it's easier um, than to kind of have to go into, well, you know, and, and then this happened and then I lost touch with this and then this happened. But I also don't I see myself as someone who is white because I've not grown up in that in that background. And I, I mean, I, and I do understand what you're saying about mm. um, kind of a almost a, a laziness to it. Um, and especially that thing of it's just easier to say to someone who is um, uh, white who, you know, well, I'm just a person of colour and it's it's simple and it, it kind of fits in with that. But at the same time, I, I do find it, it has its, as a term, it has its uses. But definitely kind of the when you're talking about it as an umbrella term, absolutely agree with you in that it's um, people people of and I will use the term different people <laughs> from commas. different backgrounds have different experiences yeah. um and how they um self-identify how people identify them but I just find it as a term it's uh I do I I will admit I do find it easier to to mm. use than because if I say mixed race it's like oh well, what are your oh you're mixed race tell me about your kind of races and it's it just it gets to sometimes you just don't have the energy to be like this, this, this yeah. yeah in a completely unrelated field I, I did history at uni I get frustrated by generalizations a lot of the time I think it's part of the like I've, I did training in investigative journalism later on and I think it, it builds on that part of my character sweeping generalizations just frustrate me like why not go straight to the facts rather than saying the 60s were a time of experimentation and the other one is towns being under siege which comes up surprisingly often in in history and also actually journalism in, in current reporting like mm. what does that mean do people have access to water do they have access to supply chains like which ones are cut off who are they paying taxes to like that is all brushed over by under siege and i don't understand 
like why that term is still being used and what it actually means. And there, there are all these like lazy. I find I do find it lazy mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's hiding a lack of knowledge, and I want to know what's actually going on. Mm. I guess. I guess you're also a journalist. I don't guess it. I know it for yeah. a fact. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything like that? Are you? As- I mean, I so I kind of have a, a slight specialism in climate change reporting. One of the things that annoyed me is that the phrase global heating as opposed to global warming or even just like uh, climate change because I think global heating makes it feel less concerning than it really feels like it, it is. Mm. Um, so that's the term that I really Where just... Where does that term emerge from, that's, that switch um, in the It was language. actually, so um, very, quite recently, The Donald Guardian... Well, <laughs> actually, The Guardian published a new guideline for how it was going to report and phrase um, the climate crisis Um, and they decided that instead of calling it global warming which everyone I think is it's very understandable what global warming is you know even if you're someone who's maybe not too informed you can get the gist of it I think Uh, but I think global heating it I do just think of the heating and I know that that for the Guardian, I think they explained it as it seems like a more accurate term than just warming. But for me, I just it just doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, yeah. So that's just one term that I am annoyed by. Um, and uh, Janan, did you have any other phrases that um, follow you up the wrong way? Well, person of colour. I found out because I did a lot of research about mm. where it came from. It's, it's, it turns out it's an American export. Okay. And I was like, well, that's just that. going to add that to a long list of other American exports that I really dislike. I think my current, my, the current, the other two that I really don't like are awesome because it doesn't sound right no matter what British dialect you have, but it's everywhere. Everyone uses it now. And my bad possessive adjective followed by an adjective i remember the first time someone said that to me i thought they'd stopped i thought they were they'd stopped speaking i was just waiting <laughs> really for the idea. word after bat your bad yeah. what i i was just I thought yeah. they had a stammer i was so just I, patiently waiting as a solution to this you could just in your mind as a filler like as someone who's like a little bit um what's the word like it does great. I yeah. do have kind of that internal moment of where like there's ugh, an unfinishedness to yes. it. Yes, you can just finish it in your head. Mm. Like I know it's not the full satisfaction, but when there's stuff like that, like it's a coping mechanism. Maybe. I have to. Yeah. yeah, like when I hear regionisms, I actually now since doing that have found them very satisfying to hear because I accept them as a new form that I you don't usually get to hear like a rarity yeah um, for me in any case so now I'm like well these people are expressing themselves in the way that they naturally express themselves and they have a right to do this um so the thing that pops up is it um like we was which a large percentage of the UK uses so it is technically yeah. correct in that sense and and I think dictionaries have also included it so if we're being pedantic and we shouldn't because dictionaries aren't the be all and end all that is actually correct i mean i find i, f- I find linguistics quite interesting because i enjoy kind of this idea that slang or that incorrect grammar is somehow it makes you lesser of a person if you can't speak properly um and i always find it quite patronizing when someone actively will say to me 
or correct my grammar. I'll say mm-hmm. something and then they'll be like, no, this is the correct grammar. And it's mm. like, no, don't. That's yeah. that's that's, so that's I, it's also <laughs> rude. It's very rude. It's very rude. Someone's expressing themselves to the best of their ability. You don't yeah. undermine that. I feel it's just and they're not actually yeah. listening to what you're trying to get across. Yeah. They're just mm. Criticizing There's, form, not content. Yes, yeah, it's it's like, and I, and I think the easy. development of language mm. it should be fluid and it is changing. It's, yeah, and this idea of strictness. Um, it's very nineteenth century. It's it's, yeah. it's this concept of language which yeah. has never existed. It's just a concept. Yeah, yeah, it's always changing, and that's part of part of its beauty. Mm. Uh, speaking of changing language, uh, sometimes you message me words like Stan. Um, yeah. Okay. I've this heard is where I need an explanation. Former students <laughs> say "well, peng." Yeah. Um, okay. Like? So if we, if we stand right, yeah, we support this person. So we like this person. So you're using the word "stand up" as in like stand up for someone, but dropping the D. Almost yes. I mean, I don't know the etymology of the. Or the I, we all should. We or the kind I, of. I'm really interested in, in where it. Because I thought when I saw this first on my Twitter feed, I thought they were referring to Stan as a in person, a, a person. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, thought it was a Stanley. Interesting. I thought, Stan who is this Stanley? He's very popular. But, um, these I days. think Stan, like um, I don't know. Does it we is, stan? It's a verb, and we can use it as an equivalent for appreciate. Yes, Great. absolutely, absolutely. Ah. Like we stan. I don't know. Greta Thunberg. Yeah, we appreciate. Yes. yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, that kind of thing. But I used I, to I be think... a teacher. It's not my fault. Sorry. John yeah. the engineer is laughing. So. I think that that might be another borrowed an American yeah, I, word. I feel like it. I feel like it might be. Yeah. But mm. I think with lots of these words like peng, as you were saying, which means hot, um, stan. Another I think, word I only recently yeah. found out the Although the, I'd say that's quite a two thousands peng. It's quite that was me I mean, in was high school, like someone in but it's also Jamaican it patois, me. and I yes, exactly. I think that's what I th- I do I do like how English has so many external influences. Yeah, it absorbs a lot. Uh, better yeah. than you know, languages. put the Americanisms yeah. aside, but I I do like mm. so many of the other. I appreciate mm. that. Yeah, for sure. I stand that. I think there's an the, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's an element of um, borrowing words where you don't want to just use them to mock. Um, other people but you want to appreciate kind of the language behind it and there are some words so I when I was at university um, so about uh, six years ago I used to use it was like a long time ago um, words like wagwan which is a, a also kind of like as a greeting kind of oh, what's going mm-hmm. on and um, that was me I think I've learned now that just I don't need to say I don't need to approach people that one one because it's it's never heard that. Yeah, I think but there's also a nostalgia. I think with some of the languages and the terms that you may have used when you yeah, were, absolutely. You and I, I think there is a, a difference again if you want to bring a kind of a, a racial element to it. That um, I was going to say, people of color, <laughs> that in um, inverted commas, yeah, um, that uh, are often chastised for using kind of slang terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when um, other people who aren't as a, a racially oppressed use them, it's funny and it's jovial mm. and it's kind of okay. And it's also almost... a class issue. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was a teacher, I did notice, like, I, I was a teacher in state schools and the students were developing code switching. Like, they had two languages, their written language that they used 
and then the speaking language which is different mm-hmm. words yeah. and that is something where like I'm like very middle class I went to international school the language that I was speaking was the language that I was writing I've never had to struggle I bilingual so it's slightly mm. different but I didn't have to struggle with that mm. so it's to say like one is correct and the other one is incorrect is putting people at a disadvantage mm. and it's not fair yes emojis <laughs> how do we feel about those um, sorry, there's a there's a flying spider in the room, and I'm absolutely petrified. Is that? You can oh. leave if you need. Who it's else is arachnophobic? Away. It's far away. You're safe. It's, a, it's if my, you need it's, to go out, it's no, fine. It's like, my dad, who's listening to the show, is like pathetic. Pathetic <laughs> is just so small. Um, anyway, emojis. Yeah, I don't mind them. Yeah, Janan. Um, I, I at the beginning I didn't think I minded them, but. Yeah, I blame comedy for everything now. Um, I really struggle with them, particularly the skin, co- the different skin-coloured emojis. There are only five to choose from, which is not a huge variety. Mm. I mean, L'Oreal has Fifty Shades of Foundation, and I struggle with a colour match, so um, I don't cope well <laughs> with five. I think perhaps my social circle is probably very, on the whole very vigilant about sort of cultural appropriation type thing. I have sent an emoji with a certain skin colour and had a reply back going, hmm, no, I think that's a shade too dark or a shade too light. And yeah, mm, I I really, I I struggle. Yeah, and I I think maybe some people read more into it than others. Because I'm like, what are you trying to say? You know, you like whitewashing yourself. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, no, I'm just... Just trying to accept your beigeness. Why do you want to be brown? I'm just like, no, I, I just put a face palm at the end of something I thought was quite witty. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. That's again, I guess, content and form. Mm. Like, mm. maybe but- laugh at my joke rather than correcting my skin yeah. color. Oh, that was a close. I'm not arachnophobic. It's not an issue for me. Okay. It but won't yeah. go anywhere near you. You've, you've got a hat on. I, I do. Um, you were saying also that your mother had an issue using aubergines and she um, wasn't quite sure what yeah, that meant for my, many of us. Oh, absolutely. My mum's only really recently discovered emojis and she's gone completely overboard over, overboard with the whole thing. I mean, I went to visit and she's known for her aubergine dip. So on a group WhatsApp... It's unfortunate because she... aubergine dip sounds a lot like... <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, no, she had no idea about sort of the double meanings or the euphemisms and it, it was made for very entertaining reading yeah my mum is always I, I text her abbreviations just because time and there I didn't say the full sentence for example um <laughs> so she'll be like what is okay I would never text her fml but yeah. um she, she would ask what is smh which is something I learned today shaking my head mm. um, but in lowercase today. it's not smh it's smur as smur, smur. Smur. Yeah. but fml is fml yeah 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 it's frustrating. Hash, hashtag FML <laughs> if we're really being on trend. Possibly because it's older? I don't know. You mm. were saying that your uh, nan has an issue using... Or not an issue. <laughs> not her an own, issue. Her own interpretation of LOL. <laughs> yeah, well, she's, she uses LOL for lots of love, which I think yeah. is a very generic and also generational thing. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, sometimes she'd be like, oh... Um, Get well soon, lol. Yeah, or like there have been times there have been times <laughs> when I've had job projections and she's been like, oh, you know, it will all be fine, LOL. <laughs> Like, it's just like I'm just like oh that hits in different. this economy it'll be fine <laughs> sorry for your loss yeah. lol we need to sign off and I want to hear very quickly where can people see your shows Ooh. where can they follow you okay I gig in and out of London I give out lots of free tickets uh, if you follow me on Instagram I post them on my stories so it's janan underscore comedy or Twitter another shameless plug janan underscore Eunice 
Um, When's yes. your next show? So Friday, Crouch End. Great. Um, listeners, be there. <laughs> Thanks so much, Janan, for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. This audio engineering was done by John at Resonance 104.4 FM. And all of our social media is at VLW Radio, except for Facebook, where it's just very loose women. And you'll hear us next week.